It's the Listen Up Milwaukee podcast. Okay, welcome to the inaugural Listen Up Milwaukee podcast. I am your host, uh, and I'll continue to be your host. My name is Steve, and last name's Italiano, and uh, lifelong resident of the Milwaukee area. And we're starting up our podcast um, to uh, promote our city, talk about interesting things that are going on and interesting things that are happening, inter- interview people um, uh, from the area. And uh, we're doing interesting things and, like I said, bringing, uh, making our community a better place to live. Uh, today, we're going to be talking with Brian Cummings. Brian is a uh, resident of Milwaukee, lives on the south side of uh, the city with his wife, uh, five years. Uh, Brian, you're an IT professional, correct? Correct, I am. Okay. Fifteen years. (laughs) Um, So, Brian, why don't you tell us a little bit about, um, um, I guess I'd describe describe it as um, you've got a little home sustainability project, home gardening. Yeah, well, I'm... I've been working on a, a little project for, we lived in our house for about three years now, three and a half, and um, I started out with a small little garden, have a little bit of vegetables, um, I'm, uh, my wife and I are both vegan, so we eat a lot of vegetables, I figured, well, I'd not save some money and grow my own, and um, that sort of has gone way beyond um, what I initially had planned, and now my yard is pretty much all gardens. Um, of edible varieties for the most part, but I've also got other things um, to bring in beneficial beneficial insects and um, hummingbirds and butterflies. And it's been uh, pretty, kind of pretty amazing this past year in terms of the little things that are running around. And I saw crickets and grasshoppers, which I've never seen in my yard before, um, and these hummingbird moths and... Um, it's kind of gone from one little small garden to the whole front yard and the backyard, and I've got some grass left, but if I try real hard, I won't have any left in the next couple of years. So, All right, so you're basically, now you've got a standard, uh, how big a house, how big a home do you have? I think that they say it's 1,200 square feet. Okay, um, and, and you're on a standard city yeah. lot, which is 40 by 120? Roughly, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not a it's not a bigger lot by any means. It's okay. But the standard city lot, similar to what we have here yeah, at the yeah. spacious recording studios. Yes. Um, so started out as a garden, small, like a 4 by 8 plot? Uh, it, was four a, by four? it was a 4 by 4 raised bed garden, and um, then a little bit of, you know, there were some flowers that were there from when we bought the house, and people had landscaped a little bit, and I started um, bit by bit ripping up those to um, make them more useful for growing food. Um, so taking out a bush here, or um, a bush mostly because it was causing the garden that I had planted to not get any sun anymore. Okay. It kept growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And and then last year I, um, what did I get? Was that last year? Yeah, this past, this last year I got a, a Another garden, I, I've been working with the Victory Garden Initiative, which is a, a group in Milwaukee that um, every year in the springtime uh, around Memorial Day, they put in, uh, this year they put in four, 500 uh, four-by-eight gardens throughout the city of Milwaukee. 
and they fill it with soil and um, they do it this year well they did it over two weeks normally they've been they've been growing from one day to this year was over two weeks so they put in 500 beds in two weeks throughout the city now do they do that at, do they do that at private residence yeah homes? private residence um, they do it at churches they do it whoever wants to pay the money it's only 150 dollars to do it and it's it's a great price it's great soil it's they come and build it for you all you have to do is basically tell them where you want it and then if you're not a gardener they'll also like give you a mentor and help you out um which i've, I've done as well i've mentored a few people in the past few years to um to share my what knowledge i do have which it's only four or five years but okay. i um i'm constantly trying to learn and i've also learned for the whole gardening process that um every year is a new year so you know what you thought you knew last year um the weather changes you know um last year was dry as could all you know all, oh, all, yeah we had all our drought last summer yeah this year it, we rained a lot more i mean there was a drought period in this you know august time but there's a lot more rain this year so like last year i had hardly any tomatoes and this year i think i'm probably gonna grow over 100 pounds of tomatoes so and i have more plants this year but still it's um Yes. So yeah. So it's it's been pretty pretty incredible. I went from a four by or a four by four bed, then I added a four by eight bed, and then I started pulling out all kinds of different side beds and pull out bushes last year. And um, I put I used those areas where the bushes were in front of my house, and I I planted some flowers in one area, um, the perennial native flowers, and then the other side I planted um, zucchini and melons in my front yard. Um, and then I just decided this fall I was going to pick, um, basically take all the grass. I've got some strips in the front part and then down by the street, I tore, I tore all that out and I put in, brought in some, uh, compost and I put in, um, some uh, wood chips on top of it. And in between I added some leaves and coffee grounds and some burlap sacks as a weed weed barrier and it sort of all is disintegrated over this past year and now i've got really great soil and things are just i have right now you go past my house i've got i think seven or eight huge orange pumpkins in my front yard and um i've uh i've tried to keep it neat but it hasn't been as neat as probably my neighbors would have liked but it's <laughs> I think I think people are are at least looking at it and maybe thinking, hey, that's not a bad idea. So I know I've seen one neighbor who's done something minorly similar down the block. So, so this all the impetus was this was just kind of grow some some homegrown vegetables. Yeah, and then you know I found that it was wasn't too hard to do. So I I'm trying to grow as much of my own food as possible, um, and and then preserving it and it's. It's become a lot of work. Um, uh, second, uh, almost a second full-time job, but um, it's definitely enjoyable. And I, I know that in the winter time, when it comes down to it, I think that I'll, um, I'll see the, the fruit of my labor then. I don't see it so much now because I'm doing a lot of work doing it, but right. it's certainly been enjoyable um, and a, a lot of learning too. So now. I guess give us a layout. So again, standard. Like I said, we talked about the lot size, but it's a standard forty by one twenty. Um, 
any restrictions from the city at this point that you know i mean do did you go all the way to this the curb or are you yeah, staying on I'm, your side of the sidewalk I'm in between the sidewalk and the curb i've got um it's all native um for the most part native flowers um, okay perennial flowers um and that's been it's been pretty cool there's like, got like a bajillion bees out there huge ones they're i mean they're not the only thing that's going to sting you unless you really make them mad um, which then is helpful to the rest of my yard because they like to pollinate all my other little zucchini plants and cucumbers and everything else. But yeah, so that whole strip is all, it's all flowers right now. And I believe the standard is that it can only be up to three feet high. Um, that's the city of Milwaukee. Okay. Um, standard, I'd have to, I'd have to double check that. I okay. believe that's what I've been told. I didn't yeah. look that's... at it for sure, but... My alderman lives across the street, so he um, he hasn't complained, and I figured he's not complaining <laughs> that he hasn't come knocking on my door. All I've gotten from him is a, a polite little conversation uh, okay. you know, about how because he's I live in the garden district, so um, okay, that's another reason why I've done it. I figured, well, you know, it's sort of I feel like because I'm in the garden district, I should have a garden and I should make you know make my house look nice, so. That's all flowers. I don't want to put anything really edible there because, you know, people walk their dog down the street. Um, it's next to the road salt, so I can get all kinds of whatever. People open their door. You know, that's one of the other things, too, is you got to make sure things aren't too tall close to the street okay. because people can just bay for for two reasons. A, it's going to make people mad because you're going to get in their way. And B, you're going to get yourself mad because people are going to take your stuff Take stuff your down. stuff and knock it down. So, um, so yeah, I've got that. And then um, in front of my house, that's all, um, I've got some bits of grass, um, which I have to, I'm going to be working on. It's, it's, it's going to be like a, I told my wife, five-year project. Okay. Um, because I, I don't know what I'm doing yet for, you know. I have to see every every year. I have to see what's going on and what's what's happening. And um, so I've got a small strip. It's because I've got a small hill um, between the sidewalk and you know the flat part of my front yard. It's not a very big, um, but I didn't want to put anything. I don't want to go all the way down because I didn't want everything to somewhat give the opportunity for it to erode into my sidewalk. Sure, sure. L- lose your your soil. Yeah, lose my soil and that stuff. Um, so I I have some ideas of what I'm going to do for that next year. Maybe if I can get. Um, some clearance from some people in my household. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but so then I and then I put out basically it's all soil out, up to the up to my house and I've got a small sidewalk path through there. Um, and I lucked out. My friend is moving some stuff at his house, so he gave me just tons of uh, flagstone. So I put up a little sort of like small retaining wall around the edge of where my beds were. So it looks nice, quote unquote, and I've got flowers around the edge of that. And then I threw in there this year in my front yard. I grew um, squash, like a like a acorns type squash, uh, pumpkins. Um, I planted a cherry tree. There's hazelnut bushes there. Um, then I grew zucchini and watermelon and cucumbers and okra and. What else is out there? Some peppers and beans, and there's also basil out there. 
different types of sage I think that's it it seems like a lot but it's now I'm guessing are you producing more than you can now you said now you actually you're producing more than you can eat right now I would imagine yeah or, um, and my neighbors are they they are um, they're pushing me away because they don't want any they don't want any more <laughs> I had a problem with a lot of problems with zucchini like I had I just part of it too was because I didn't know how much was going to grow, so I planted too much. And, okay. And then I had a lot of cucumbers, so I've got tons of pickles in my house. And okay. So part, that's that's types. part of your learning curve right yeah, now is, is how much to plant, right? What your yield's going to be, right? And but now, had you done the same amount last year, would because of the drought, your yield would have been lower, I would imagine. Um, probably. I mean, I. I also spend a lot, I end up spending a lot of time, and, I, and this is one of the things that needs to happen over the next five years, is um, figuring out a way to better um, water things. I mean, okay. a lot of time, you know, you don't want to um, water with just the hose, because a lot of times the foliage, or the leaves, if they get wet, the plants don't like it, so you get diseases, or so you have to go around and take the little watering can and point it right at the stock of the plant so that it doesn't get dirty or you know you have yeah. to like so it takes me some time you yeah. can put down drip irrigation that'll save time to do that yeah. but i just haven't had the time to okay. now to have you that. found that um bunching certain things together or put planting certain plants next to each other for your watering purposes i mean is that part of your learning curve yeah, also yeah maybe i shouldn't too. put the zucchini next to this because this yeah. doesn't like that much water, and it'll be Part, easier to water. Or? The thing I learned the most this year was that I um, I did bunch things too close together, so I ended up getting a something called powdery mildew. But um, everyone, I think, in the city got it this year. So, okay. but I did have everything that was sort of all the same family all okay. bunched together. So I should have um, maybe not have been so overzealous with. When I planted, and I also find too found too that I didn't know it was gonna because it was the first year I grew it. Was the okra? If I would have known how well it would have grown, I probably would have grant planted more of it. Okay. Um, so that was a success story for you. The, the yeah, okra. it was pretty cool. I only had a couple plants. Okay. Um, I wish I would have probably had a couple dozen plants. Okay. Um, it's hard to come by, and I don't know that many people that actually grow it in Milwaukee. So. Yeah, it's not really a long growing season for okra, I would it's, imagine here. Yeah, it's yeah, it's got to be out real hot. I actually didn't put it out until I think June or July. So okay, and and, and it's still they had I enough just time it yesterday. to. Or, okay, yeah, I just picked it yesterday. It might have been too late. I don't know. I haven't tried it yet, but I only got like a couple out of it. Okay, um, there there end up being like this bit, like probably like seven, eight, nine inches long. Okay, real. Um, a lot different than you see in the st- like in your food or in your right. store. It doesn't look like anything like you would. It's like a big long stalk. And yeah. Okay. Now, how? Um, so I'm getting now. This not only you're learning gardening, but it sounds like you're learning um, canning, preservation techniques. Yeah, I've been learning <laughs> that and along the way, and um, interesting and new ways to save the food that I've. I've been working so hard to grow. Um, so canning or freezing and giving it away and swapping with other people who may have something I don't have. Okay. Um, and with the pumpkins, actually, we um, I grew them specifically. We've got a couple. We've got a neighbor um, 
family, but um, the kids are, the kids are great. I really like them. And, um, so when we planted everything, I planted a few things I thought maybe that, um, because it, there's not that many people that grow fruits and vegetables in their front yard. Right. And it's not really something that, it's sort of looked down upon. So you need to somehow win over your neighbors. That's what I've found. Now I've got one neighbor that I believe I already won over before I started. So I was really great with that. But I wanted to make sure that if I have the kids, like with every other little thing in the world, if you get the kids to buy into it, mom and dad will too. Right. Just a matter of time. Um, so I planted some pumpkins. And now I think um, my wife said that um, next week we might be all carving pumpkins together. So I've, I've been showing a little boy next door. You, know, you can have any pumpkin you want. So he's been like picking his pumpkin and he's been like out there petting, you know, petting it and wishing it, you know, <laughs> good night pumpkin. And um, so, and then I planted a few little like little squash things over there that they were small and I thought maybe he'd be interested in. And then the other side, my neighbor, I knew she liked zucchini. So I planted all my zucchini and so she could see that there was zucchini in the yard and hopefully that would win her over. She was a little bit more. I think she's coming around. She's coming around okay. <laughs> yeah. We actually had, she's got a big apple tree in her yard, and I was asking her about it because um, the fruits just fall off, and the squirrels get them, and she picks them up. So I was like, how do these apples taste? Okay. And we had one together the other day, and she's like, these are really good. So I'm hopeful that. Um, so hers is just, I mean, her tree is more decorative. Yeah, yeah. She it's been there it. forever. Okay. She, it's her dad's house, and it was her dad's tree, and it's, it's a huge apple tree. Um, but she's never, I don't think, really ate ever, it. Ever considered and using it for... I think it needs to be sprayed, and I'm like, let me try one of those apples. <laughs> she's like, this is like my favorite type of apple. I'm like, all right, there we go. See, if you didn't have me as your neighbor, you would never have found out. Never have tried that. Interesting. Interesting. Um, so, so, yeah, so there's been, and then there's this summer, um, there was quite a few times that we all just sort of congregated, so it's brought our neighbor, like at least a few houses, um, together you know so we're like talking to each other and i think that it's a i think it's um a good way to bring people together and um, it's become a centerpiece for your neighborhood kind yeah, of conversation yeah, piece and yeah and people if, and, I, and i'm out there all the time so i have to talk to people you know people will come by and they because it's different people are always like you know i've had one there's one old guy that lives at the end of the block and he's always up and down walking i don't think he drives anymore and he and his wife are always walking down. He's always making comments at me, not always positive, not always negative, <laughs> but telling me what I should and shouldn't do. And um, I actually had one woman I was out there, and she doesn't, I don't know where she lives in the block, but she came up to me. She crossed the street. She was walking her dog, and she goes, I just wanted to thank you. I'm like, why? She goes, because you have made the neighborhood much more beautiful. I was like, well, that's very nice of you. Thank you. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I just didn't know, you know, all this was going to happen. It's sure. just people... You go and get her mail. People are out there. There's, you just, I found that this year, for some reason, this is the third summer we've been there. We didn't hang out in the front of our house, and we just hang out, and we talked probably 10, 15 times this summer with, with two neighbors on each side of us. And we hung out, and, and then other people came over, and people across the street. And then, it it attracts know, a crowd. <laughs> so we're, um, I'm thinking about how I'm going to make that a bigger part of um, 
the neighborhood and I've, I mean, I've thought about it and I, I was going to do it last winter and go around the neighborhood and say, hey, this is what I'm going to do, keep an eye on it. And um, now I'm going to hopefully go out this winter and early spring and go, hey, you know, I hope you saw what I did this last year. I, you know, maybe you want to try doing something similar, sure. you know, and if you want any help, I can sure. offer my help. Now, you touched on one thing earlier that um, I kind of found interesting. So I've seen, on your Facebook page, I've seen pictures of your yard and the gardens. And it's, I find it funny how you kind of touched on how people, it's a little bit different. Um, but it's almost, it, it. it's not just a garden. It's, it's nicely landscaped for being, um, uh, for being a, a, um, food garden right um and it almost looks nicer you know i, I think we kind of have that whole suburban feel of you know green lawns and everything's got to be perfectly trimmed and you know, got to have your shrubs and so many shrubs and then your little flower bed and yeah it's a very unique look but it's it's almost more pleasing to the eye i mean there's more color there's yeah. more depth um there's more variety um, and it's interesting how, you know, to, to do something, I think people, people here are sustainable and they're thinking you got rows of corn in the front yard, you know? <laughs> that's, well, that's what, I mean, that's what our neighbor, when I, on the, who I planted the zucchini for, um, she saw what I had, cause what I started, it looked ridiculously terrible in the fall last year when I started, it was, I ripped up the whole front yard. It was blank dirt in my front yard. Okay. I can see why people would think, what is this man doing? What these, they're crazy. That's what she said. Well, it better look nice. She was afraid I was going to plant corn in the front yard. Okay. Which, no, that's backyard material. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, gets just, it just gets too tall. So, um, and actually we have somehow the squirrels planted corn for us in our backyard this year, which is kind of funny. Um, I, don't, I haven't pointed it out to her yet, but um, I, I hope to <laughs> next, next time I see her. Um, no, yeah, so that was the plan. So that's what I did the landscaping for, is to make it look nice and put in the still sense, allow me to still do what I want to do. And I and I plan on actually bringing in more um, trees and um, bushes and stuff that is more permanent, so I don't have to do as, hopefully, as much work. So, like, you know, maybe another fruit tree or a couple fruit trees. Mm -hmm. And then I planted bla uh, raspberries on the side of the house this year. Um, well, they'll take over wherever they are. They yeah, <laughs> yeah, they will, which is okay. I love raspberries. Um, and, but, but they're in an area, too, that, in theory, shouldn't really take over. Um, okay. Between the two houses, and it's sort of... You restricted their real I estate. I restricted their reach. So, um, but, yeah, that's what I plan on doing, is adding more things that I can um, eat, but yet not have to plant every year. And just basically the only work I have to do is picking things and maybe watering them and then, you know, pruning them every once in a while, making sure that they don't overgrow things. Um, you know, one of the things I actually, that's in the front yard too, I forgot to mention was uh, I planted horseradish in the front yard, which I did never, you know, I did a lot of experiments this year and all it is is a little bit of, you know, basically horseradish, mm -hmm. which is like a root thing. You pop it in the ground and the next thing you know, now along the walk of my house underneath my mailbox, there's this big, lush horseradish um, forest, basically, <laughs> which you, I have to go down and dig the, the you know, you roots because it spreads as well, but you just have to cut it out. But the leaves, I found out that, um, because I had so many cucumbers, I got to reuse those because 
um, if you make like a, make them more crisp, okay, keep crisp. You put in grape leaves or oak leaves or horseradish leaves. Which I didn't know about when I planted it, but then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, that would be great. I got like so a double benefit. Yeah, double benefit. So um, that's the kind of things I'm also trying to do is like plant things that will bring beneficial insects so I don't have to spray for insects or I don't get an outbreak of whatever or right. you know some bug doesn't like ravish you know the whole whatever I planted because I didn't have anything to kill it um, so that's what I'm trying to I'm trying to bring like sort of an entire ecosystem into my yard so that each thing basically benefits the other and takes care of problems that maybe you know sure. drugs or make it almost self well at yeah. least it's self-sustaining yeah. so i bring in the bees and the bees will pollinate everything and then you can bring in you know some flowers will bring in ladybugs and right. they'll eat the heck out of whatever you don't want there and then there's other like predatory wasps and stuff like that those will they actually like will lay eggs into like into like a caterpillars okay and they'll take care of them because they'll just blow up and die or you know have you, have you had to import any praying mantis yet or no actually they've they've actually they take, come they've been in our yard before okay up until this year like <laughs> all of a sudden they showed up on like our screen door one day and a praying mantis i wish i could have like just i should have kept it and caught it and but yeah they I, we've had them in our yard it's kind of okay. kind of so kind of cool looking i've never seen one since i was a little kid so you're on the praying mantis grapevine yeah right? they'll be yeah. there next year so <laughs> now uh, you had, again, one thing you mentioned was planting things that have, I mean, are you getting 100% usage out of the byproducts that you will? Leaves, um, the, the roots of the plants, the parts of the plants you're not harvesting. Are you composting those? Yeah, absolutely composting. Unless they, for some reason, got some sort of disease, then I throw those out because that'll, that'll spread till mm-hmm. next year and it, the compost pile won't get hot enough to kill all that stuff. Um, okay. Um, just because it's it's not going to be big enough in the city, typically. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, yeah, I, I've got a huge compost pile. Um, doesn't smell. It's, you know. I may have a few mice in there, but it hasn't No, but that's part of the ecosystem. I mean, part of the ecosystem. It's, 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 I, I let it kind of let it go. And I've got chipmunks, and I don't love them, but started to learn to do them and actually one other thing too is we've got a neighbor cat that is an outside cat oh marco is always at our he was at our house this weekend i was outside marco <laughs> was out there scares the crap out of me all the time but he's out he was like patrolling because we have rabbits and he's patrolling the through the pumpkin patch and he's so we haven't had that much early on in the year we had some problems with um rabbits but uh other than that nothing's really been no environment per se have been the problems. I had some insect issues a little bit, like some slugs. But. So fencing, not necessary or minimal or? You know, I'm hopeful that it won't be necessary. I, there are some. The ha- I have fencing around my hazelnut bushes because I know that I know that the um, well the nuts are a delicacy to the squirrels. Right. So that's I'm trying to keep them out for now. Um, but I don't know how long that'll last because it's going to get. It's getting pretty big. Okay. So, so again, the, from the pictures I've seen, I've got no fencing. You have no fencing, so it's like I said. I think it's landscaped beautifully, and I, I think it's you know, like I said, it's it's all natural. You don't have 
chicken wire, you know, wrapped around everything right, and right, blocking right. it from the street and almost making it look like a concentration camp. It's right. No, I, I, I guess the whole goal for me is, and I had to come to maybe some peace with it earlier <laughs> in the year, is that maybe it's okay to um, give some up to the rabbits and just plant a little bit more. And they won't get everything, so you just have to, you know. Let them have their taste. Let them have their taste. Take, you know, I, they they ate part of a hot pepper this year, which I was kind of surprised by. But they only ate a little bit. They only ate one. <laughs> just the edge of it, and I still got most of it. So the only thing I have had problems with was the chipmunks eating all my strawberries. So, But my strawberry patch is actually literally, like, on my front stoop, um, like, right on the sidewalk. So it's okay. right there. And Smaller area. Didn't lose that much? Or? Um. I didn't get that much. Okay. <laughs> it looks nice. Um, but, yeah, the squirrels, they're, uh, the chipmunks, they're very nice about taking one bite out of the strawberry and then leaving it right on the step so that I can see it when I look out my front door in the morning. But they took one of your strawberries. But I'm okay. I'm starting to come around to the chipmunks. I'm not – it's the one thing I don't love. I don't mind the rabbits. got lots of them. I've actually got a little place for them to live in the back. Um, mm-hmm. I don't need some scrub and – now, as part of your plan for next year, possibly, do you mean, is that part of the strategy, plan something that's specifically for them to, to kind of sacrifice a, 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 one of the plantings to, um, to save the others, you know? Um, I, I haven't really thought about it yet, but certainly I, I grow more of things that I know that they're going to eat. Mm-hmm. Um knowing that for a while that they're probably going to. And the only thing I also learned, too, is it's not so bad because it actually, they might chew it all down, but it grows right back. It grows right back, yeah. You know, I mean, it, it's it, a renewable it, resource. It doesn't kill them. Um, so they eat it early because early spring, they're, you know, there's more babies and everything is sort of dead from the winter, so there's not a lot of anything out there. And then whatever the first thing they find, they start to eat it. So, um Probably plant just a little bit more and just deal with it. They, but they, they've taken full plants, broccoli plants down, and kale plants down to the ground almost, and they've come back, and it hasn't been too much of a sacrifice. So, so the natural order is still maintained. It's got to wait a little bit longer. Okay. So. Now, what um, having dug holes in my yard, I know here, at least in this part of the, on this side of town, and we're on the opposite side of town from where from where you guys are. I have maybe a quarter inch of topsoil, and the rest is clay. So, you said that you'd done some preparations, bringing in some things. Did did you have to truck in fresh dirt, or did um, you work with what you had initially? Or there are some areas where I, I do work with what I have, and just a minute with like some compost and um, maybe. I've had uh, pots that I've used, you know. There's okay. a few. I didn't use any pots this year except for one where I pull my parsley every year. Um, I'll just dump that into, you know, an area um, just to kind of break up the clay soil. I've also, um, in some of these areas where I'm trying to, like, just, you know, it wasn't used for any food production before, but it was a whatever garden. And one of them has got tree roots in there because there's a tree that was ripped down. I'm putting stuff in like like uh, potatoes and garlic that will break up the clay because it you know it's a root thing so it okay. actually goes on and breaks up the soil. But on the front area, what I just put everything in, I I did truck in. Uh, it was a mixture of compost and 
topsoil. And um, then I also I put layers of that down, a little bit of a layer down of that, and then either car, I have some cardboard, and then a lot of it was uh, burlap bags, um, coffee bags from some okay. of the coffee roasters in town. They give them away for free. Um, they can't get. They they want to find a place to put them, so they give them away for free. Okay. Um, so helpful hint. Um, so I put that down, and then I put more of the, the rest of the topsoil that I had left on top of that, and then um, I waited a week, and I was getting some um, wood chips from okay. somebody. So I had a week to amend more. So I got a bunch of, um, I went through all the, very strangely, um, to add on to the oddity of the project. Um, I went around to parks around, to my drive from the north side to the south side every day and filled up my car with um, bags of, uh, like, paper you know, yard waste bags Okay. with leaves. I went to the park, collected leaves, threw them in my front yard, put water down to make them wet so they wouldn't fly around. And then I got a bunch of um, coffee grounds from one of the coffee places in, in Bayview. Um, they filled up all their coffee grounds. They did that like three times in a week and threw that in the front yard because that um, the worms, which are going to help to decompose all that stuff, and that's what makes compost happen is a lot of times is the worms and the other beneficial like microorganisms in the soil um they um i just put all that in the worms really like that and it's got a lot of nitrogen in the in the coffee grounds and then i threw some yard waste down there as well too and then i put the um wood chips on top and i'm trying to basically make it more like a a forest floor you know the forest will grow really well and um that's the basic concept of Oh, I'm trying to mend that, and I'm trying to do the same sort of thing um, throughout the yard and areas. And um, we're actually have my this is another thing I don't think my one neighbor is really in uh, really keen on. But um, where my raised beds are in the back, I put down wood chips all over there too, on top of the grass, um, because I was sick of having to move all of my plants when I cut my grass. Okay. So I'd have to lift my tomato plants up or because they fall out of the garden bed um, inevitably because they get too tall or too long or whatever and they bust out. So I'm like having to lift them up and wasting stuff that falls off to um, mow my grass. I was like, why don't we just stop doing that and put down... And I, at some point I'll be able to hopefully um, plant right in there because it'll take out the grass and no, it's decompose not- and... Not having grass is that benefit? Aside from the maintenance issue, does that? I know it can generate stuff you can throw in your compost, mm-hmm. but um, doesn't it? I mean, is it beneficial not to have it in the gardening areas or close by for the oh, soil? It, it's it's okay to have it. Okay, um, so it's not robbing nutrients no, from your no, beds no, no, or no, no, no. pulling it down in the soil. Well together. Um, okay, the grass is just um, so more or less just an ease of maintenance issue to get rid of the. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I guess the reason I, because I I've not put any sort of chemicals on my grass, I never, none, I never will. I I just there's so few grass is sort of a, an odd idea because it's a monoculture, and nothing in this world that is just there mm-hmm. works in a monoculture. Because yeah. <laughs> that's why you inevitably will find weeds right. because and the weeds aren't necessarily they're just telling you what nutrients per se you might be missing in that area of the like dandelions dandelions are probably one of the best things anyways but um 
because you can you can eat them you can you can make a tea out of it but they're also telling you that hey that soil right there sucks because it's got a taproot it's trying to break up the soil the clay soil or whatever soil is there um, and trying to bring up the nutrients that are down there they're actually really beneficial but Nobody likes them. Nobody so. likes them. Yeah. I like them. I love them. I don't pull them at all. I got actually. I got some that are probably um, against the Milwaukee ordinance that they just threw in. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Mm. They just uh, changed the ordinance to. It's mostly just to deal with bad properties. Okay. They don't have any, you know, vacant properties. Vacant properties. The foreclosures. Yeah. That there's like, they lowered the height of the grass. Like so, if your grass is X inches high. If your weeds are X inches high, they'll find you, and they lowered those okay. um, heights this summer. Okay. Um, so basically, to, so it's like it's like a fifty dollars fee the first time, and then then they can just like hammer you after that. So yeah. well, they come in. They come in. And, well, I would imagine though, if you've got, do you have a bed of dandelions, or do you just let them no, grow where they pop up? There are just there are a lot of them are in the in the the beds. Some of them are in the um, the actual grass. Okay. Right now, they probably could find me because I haven't mowed my lawn in, lawn in quite a while. Um, <laughs> and now I was going to this week, but it poured for three days. So yeah, had quite a bit of rain all of a sudden this yeah. week uh, that we've recorded this. Um, what would you say was the biggest challenge in this whole endeavor so far? Um, getting people to buy in. To um. To not find it strange, I I like to think of this for me as my own little bit of anarchy, <laughs> um, because people don't want you to. People find that this is strange, it's different, and it's against the grain. Well, um, yeah, like you said, that having that suburban green lawn, everybody wants the green patch of grass, and yeah, I would think the the hardest thing for me is. Just being able to say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm, I don't necessarily, I care what you have to say. I care what your input is. But I think the hardest part probably was just being okay with being different. That was the hardest part for me. I mean, because you are going to stand out. You're going to have to be able to stand up for what you sure. are doing. Because it is totally different than... Everybody on my street, for the most part. So, um, you have to be willing to stand out, and then I'm okay with that. Um, the other hard part was it was a lot of work. It wasn't easy. A lot know? of physical labor involved. A lot of physical labor. I mean, a lot of, especially last fall when I started the project, when I, um, you know, was hauling. I think I brought in ten, ten yards of um, wood chips and like nine yards of soil. So almost two full dump truck loads of material to yes. move. It was all in my front yard. I moved it <laughs> about, I would say, 90% of it my own, on my on my own. Uh, one friend I came over and helped me the last the last. All by hand, didn't rent a bobcat? Didn't, nope. Uh, <laughs> just with a wheel, me and my, me and my wheelbarrow and some shovels and rake. Uh, my wife actually did help me with uh, putting down the burlap and um, cardboard. But she didn't really help me too much with the... Um, the lifting portions of it. She just stood there so it wouldn't blow away on me. <laughs> now, but, but I mean, the, most of the heavy lifting sounds like it's done now. 
yeah. as far as the layout. You've got your soil working for you, if you will. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be ready for next year. Yeah. Okay. Now, now maybe just, you know, put down some compost and maybe get some more wood chips and put them on top of whatever I got. Because eventually that stuff's all going to decompose, hopefully, and just sure. make the soil better and better as it goes along. So, so then it'll just be the actual planting of... Yeah your perennials and whatever you want to plant in that yeah. area that isn't going to come back. Maybe dig a hole next year if I get another tree. Or I plan on maybe putting some berms in the area that I have that's on the, the decline on my hill. So okay. I may have to just dig out a little bit of grass and plop it up. and then Level it off so you have more up. flat surface yeah. for planting. But that won't take whatever. It's compared to what I've already done. So. Sure, sure. Yeah. You know, probably the same effort would take to cut your grass all summer. Probably. So. <laughs> yeah, get it done in a weekend. And get it done in a weekend, not have to worry about it all year. Yeah. Um, what resources or uh, did you consult or what did you... Because obviously this, you didn't go to college for horticulture. No, no, I've never really... <laughs> um, you know, you didn't grow up on a farm. What what, what resource, I mean, what... what uh, well, where'd this, you go to get this information? This all kind of went from like, hey, you know, I've got a garden. Hey, I'm sort of floundering at it. Then I found that um, this group that I've been working with for, well, the last year and a half, um, Victory Garden Initiative, they were teaching some classes at the Urban Ecology Center um, in Milwaukee here. And uh, this is basically a monthly gardening class for some of them like every couple weeks. And they... Um, so I was like, yeah, I'll sign up for all of them. It was like 100 bucks for the whole year, which I thought was nothing. And then they had this, like, food leader program. So I ended up being like, I'm like, yeah, that sounds interesting. So then I started just working with them. And a lot of people that I've met through there have, um, have been really um, helpful. And um, I've become friends with quite a few people that are, you know, part of the, like, who work for them, um, the executive director and then their program manager. Jazz uh, Clastro and uh, their executive director uh, Gretchen Mead, um, and then I've you know then I'm like right now I'm actually in the middle of taking a, a permaculture design course through them, which is basically what I was talking about making more like per- perennial mm-hmm. edible things and and just sort of in addition to what I'm already doing, I'm getting more knowledge and then I read a lot of books um, on the stuff and you know whatever question you have. I, I try to tell this to people I'm mentoring <clears throat> when I garden mentor. When you can ask me what you want, but if I don't know the answer, I'm going to do the same thing you should do. Just look it up online. Just, right. You know, whatever your question is, it's the it's, infinite resource. I mean, it's there somewhere. Right. I mean, you also, you know, you also have to deal with the fact that, you know, we had this powdery mildew this year. Well, there was, well, they could use this milk, milk and water spray, but. You know, one website says you can know you should only have ten percent of it should be milk. No, um, another one said oh up to thirty percent, oh up to fifty. And so it's like you really have to like weed out what's good and what's mm-hmm. bad. Um, and if you find it on multiple websites, I'm so, gonna go with that one's probably the right answer. So, so be a journalist and double check your sources. Right, right. <laughs> get get two agreeing sources before right, you go right, ahead right. and report. Huh? Right. Um, nice. That was um, with the Victory Garden Initiative. Yeah. Um, is a, is a big resource for you, plus mm-hmm. a volunteer organization for and you. I've, yeah, and, I've, and they've got a lot of people that are very interested in that. You know, it's a very interest-minded thing. So if you have a question, there's always typically somebody there that'll 
you, know, you go to like they have like potluck meetings or you know a meeting or a volunteer thing. You start talking to people, and next thing you know, you have a you have a resource because you know they may have fifteen more years of gardening experience. Sure. Or, you know they've done that, or um, you know, they've grown that, so they can tell you, oh, this works. Why don't you try that? Oh, yeah, all right, okay. Sometimes it's just talking to people and bouncing ideas off of others, and well, having a a support group, if you will, yeah, for yeah, yeah, gardeners yeah. and yeah. and uh, learning from others, and that's usually and, and that's that's a that's the way I learn. Um, that's the way I've always learned. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta have hands on and have somebody who knows what they're doing to right, show me how right, to do it. Right, so, right. Um, so I'm just gonna make a plug here. Then, um, just double checking it. That's the Victory Garden Initiative, and um, they're located at 1845 North Farwell, here in Milwaukee. Um, off their website, their phone number is area code 414-431-0888, and it's VictoryGardenInitiative.org. If you want to go to their website, and it looks like it's uh, got everything you can do, include volunteer there. If you want mm-hmm. to put in some time and help put some gardens in next spring, if you're looking for a good organization, or if, uh, like I said, if you like the digging in the dirt, I guess, you can get them. <laughs> yeah, they've, uh, they've they also, also got a, a small uh, plot that they, they run over in uh, the Harambe neighborhood. They're trying to turn that into an urban, like a half-acre urban farm, um, more like a teaching-type um, thing, but they've got community garden there as well as like this huge plot of land. It's a basic, basically a vacant plot of land. Uh, so where is that again? It's uh, Concordia and Palmer. It's in the Harambe neighborhood. So okay. just near River West, sort of. Okay. And uh, yeah, there's this um, vacant city property, you know, that nobody was using and they're just, they're working on, I think they're purchasing it soon, hopefully, but I don't know for sure. No. Um, and, uh, but they've been using it for the last, I don't know, three or four years, I think. And they've, They've got fruit trees in there and a community garden, and um, they're trying to sort of bring that neighborhood together and show it, you know, more of an example of positive things in Milwaukee. I mean, it really is. They've, it's, you know, there's a lot of kids that live in the neighborhood, and they, a lot of kids show up, and it's just really cool to see the kids out there working in the dirt and, having, you know, having something to do, because it's not necessarily the best neighborhood in Milwaukee by any means. Right. Um, and uh, a lot of kids are out there just, it's great to see you with a smile on their face and, you know, working hard and... Working outdoors, too. Getting yeah, some being pressure. outside. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's a big thing. Cool so, thing. Well, I think we'll wrap it up then. Brian, okay. I, I appreciate you coming on. Um, Absolutely. Like I said, I, I like looking at your pictures on the Facebook and uh, seeing what's going on. Um, again, um, resource for you. Uh, again, victorygardeninitiative.org if you're interested in maybe starting a garden or volunteering or seeing what some sustain, you know, home sustainability gardens are all about. Um, you can follow up with us at the listenupmke at yahoo.com if you wish to send us an email. Also, you can follow us on Twitter at listenupmke, that's on Twitter, or on our Facebook fan page, Listen Up Milwaukee. This is Steve Italiano. I've been your host. Uh, wish to listen to us in the future you can follow us also at our listenupmke.podbean.com website where you'll find future episode this episode and future episodes um, talking about things that are going on here in Milwaukee again thanks for listening and hope to hear from you in the future thanks good night <laughs>